Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicke and on each episode of this show we look at one of the classics. And joining me to look at such a classic, it's two of our favourite guests, it's Mission Zach. Hello. Hello. Hello Dave Warnicke. Hello Zach. Mish, how are you both? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very excited about this. This has made me very happy. <laughs> That you're doing this. I got all of two DMs from uh, listeners of Booksheet saying, oh, my God, please convince Dave to do this book. Oh, that's great. So, oh, yeah, I got because I got a few tweets, I will say, a couple of emails. I'm glad people were hitting you up as well. Yeah, uh, they love mm-hmm. they love it. They love they love to slide into the DMs. Very nice. Hopefully nothing weird in there as well from the book. No, book no, no, no. The book, the book cheat fans are always. Very wholesome and kind. <laughs> they, should, they should be. They love books. They love books. Unlike the Leguizamarama fans that are filthy, <laughs> dirty bastards. No, that's not true Mish, either. They're also Mish, lovely. Mish's journey of like inviting DMs on the Mission Zach podcast. I've seen her go from like, shoot us a DM, tell us what you think. <laughs> and I've just been like, oh, I reckon... I reckon she's going to stop doing that. Yeah, I stopped doing <laughs> that a has. couple months ago. She definitely right? says it less. Yes. De- there's definitely less. Shooters a DM is more like, you. if you have a thought, you let me know in a public space with no <laughs> um, no little blurry photo that I have to accept your message to see. Yeah. Thank you very much, you dirty freaks. Oh, it, that's <laughs> always such a roll of the about. dice, isn't it, when it's blurred and it says, do you want to see this? And you're like, oh, oh and you I don't, don't know, know what it's going to be. Oh. Yeah, that's full on. Oh. Or like when you get an Instagram story or an Instagram post and it's like, this contains content that's, <laughs> bit, that's a bit fucked. And it's like you always accept. You're never like, I don't want to see it. And then you open it and it's something fucked. Yeah, you live to and regret you it. Being a, yeah. You being a vegan, Mish, I imagine you follow a few accounts that are just like... Mm. Like, you don't need to follow those accounts because it's like, yeah, I know. Because it worked on me. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, you don't want to see this image? And you're like, no, I don't. Because the last yep, time I did, I, did I had this. to change my whole fucking lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. no, I don't need to see that pig strung up because I saw it five years ago and it rocked say, my though, fucking world. <laughs> I, I find some of that footage very, very upsetting and I, I'm, I've got to be careful what I'm about to say, but I grew up more rural than people realise because um, I'm a wanker. <laughs> um, and and um, there was, I was on the street the other day and there was like like people playing, like vegan people playing footage and on one there was a footage of a, of a pig being slowly bled out and it was one of the most terrific things I'd ever seen and I was really, truly like, oh, 
Got to rethink my habits. And then on the other, it was like just the cows being milked. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, maybe that is inhumane. But like, I um, I think you need to like, we need to have oh. a chat. Like get Peter Singer and tell me why that's wrong. Mm. Like I'm looking at a thing I've seen before right now, guys. Yeah, it's pretty full on. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a wide wide train, that kind of stuff. Like I think put the focus where it belongs. <laughs> like, look at this cow getting milked. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, oh, avert my eye. Avert <laughs> <laughs> my eye. But oh, I feel yeah, that is full on when I think about it. Yeah, but you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel like a great title for your book would be uh, more rural than people realize that's a oh that's an, an excellent autobiography <laughs> i had a teacher at drama school that was a little bit uh like you know was one of the hard ones on me they were they were hard on me like um like me and mish had different teachers that were hard on us this was the one that was really quite hard on me really broke me down a little bit and I think I still have some like residual stuff from this teacher kind of being at me um, and then I ran into them years 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 later because they always took me to be very arrogant which is true um, and <laughs> which is absolutely true and a bit of a dick which is true um, but I <laughs> I ran into them like a few years later and something came up, something came up about upbringing and like, like, uh, where we were from. And I said, you know, I grew up in not rural, but like quite an industrial area. Um, and she was like, Oh, I always took you to be a private school city kid. I never realized you grew up in the country. And I was just like, Hmm. Mm. Probably should have found out some of those details before you bullied me for two years. <laughs> Turns out... Of and that's pretty important on your assessment of me. There's no time to Turns look into your details, kid. Of the two of us, the inner city private school wanker is actually me. That was me. Uh, that was you. That was actually me. Um, no, I don't think anyone... That's in question. I think they just assume we both are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't think anyone's been like, I reckon Zach's a private school wanker. And Mish, I reckon she grew up in an industrial town. <laughs> <laughs> she's milked a cow. She's, she's, always, yeah. she's always saying like crook things about like uh, sections of society yeah. that she knows no individual members <laughs> of. Like, because the Murdoch press has told her that stuff. She's always sprouting that. She oh, must be. You know me so well after all these years. And the way, that, the way that whenever anyone talks about veganism, she's like, yeah, but what about bacon? Yeah. Yeah. You always say that. That's me. me. You've no. got me damn pat. Oh, I'm, I miss my family. <laughs> down, down home milking I miss cows. My, I miss my factory family. Yeah. <laughs> Mama working as a nurse, Papa working at the power stations. Yeah. That's your upbringing. That's my upbringing. My seven brothers. Mish, Mish was a regular Billy Elliot. Um, the story of Billy Elliot was based on the life yeah. of Mish. I just want to do like... a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> your, your friend's like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> 
you have to work at the plant. <laughs> but no, Daddy, yeah, yeah, no. Daddy. I want to do obscure niche comedy with my friend Zach. <laughs> Absolutely first, not. The first, yeah, it's like, oh, but Dad, Dad, <laughs> I want to consider, I want to consider Twitch streaming for six months <laughs> and then decide the investment is too high. <laughs> Why won't you let me do that, Dad? Oh, fuck. Yep, that's my family. Oh, it's bit, it was a tough run for Mish, but look where she is now. Hey, you made it. Sitting too. on the floor, which was a really... We're currently, um, to all the book cheat listeners, we're currently Zooming this. Did you tell them that? Not to say, Mish. Are we allowed, am I allowed to, to mention that. that day? Oh, you can say. We are Zooming. Say. They're meant to just go, oh. We're doing... We're f- in a lockdown. We're hardcore Zooming in a lockdown. And I made the choice to sit on the floor... Because in my lounge room is my partner and my dog. And I was like, that's fine. You can take the little, like, the, there's a desk in there. And I was like, you can take that area. So I've come into my housemate's bedroom and I'm sitting on the floor. Mm. And I have a thigh cramp like you wouldn't believe. Mm. So if you hear a lot of shuffling, it's because because I'm moving about like a fucking idiot. I thought it would be really cute to do a podcast on the floor. Turns out. I'm. It, it's not comfortable. I, you, Mish, I definitely have done a few. I think the first like month of lockdowns, I I was doing podcasts on the floor. There's just something about the floor that makes sense. Yeah, I was just like, I'm um, just gonna sit on the floor, talk to my friends Zach and Dave. Turns out okay. I've never been more uncomfortable in my life. Can I ask you a question, Mish? And be honest. Yeah. Right now, do you wish that you had an armchair in that room to sit in? No. <laughs> The answer to that is no. You'd be off Absolutely the floor. not because I'm in it. Be comfortable. It sucks that you've gone into that bedroom and there's nowhere to sit. No. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. If I wanted to sit, I could sit on the fucking bed. I could sit on the bed. Right. But I'm choosing mm. the floor yeah. because there is no nah, space in this room for a chair. you got to that one. Sometimes it's important to go, look, you win that battle. No, I refuse. With an, you're just this go, battle look. has not been fought and won. But you're coming off as stubborn now. You're, you're writhing on the floor with with, <laughs> with thigh cramps. Thigh cramps. <laughs> I'd say, no, it's good. Like you just I prefer let, this. let this battle. I would prefer to have a thigh cramp for the next 45 minutes than to ever suggest this room would be better with a chair. But you know what? You're just going to lose this battle, Mish. <laughs> I've heard what helps with thigh cramps is uh, some caffeine. Is there a coffee machine in that room with you at all right now? <laughs> no It's a little more of a stretch Dave But I invite your I Do you know why Do you know why there is Do you know why there is no coffee Fucking machine in this bedroom Because what? the coffee machine is about 10 steps away from the door And I am a Mish, mobile can person Can I just say Oh no you started me on the coffee machine In the scenario where I have a coffee machine in my room I don't live in a two bedroom apartment I know we've. I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting a coffee machine in my room when the there's like a hallway kitchen out the door. In fact, I don't care how I don't care how me. I don't care how rich you are, Zach. At no point in your life should you have a coffee machine in your bedroom. It is so excessive and unnecessary. <laughs> that is. That, would you also have one in your kitchen? Would you have two coffee machines? Yes. Excessive yes. and unnecessary. <laughs> I can't believe we're back here. This is me. Yeah. This is my fault. I'm so sorry. This is Dave. I said if to you, you Dave, if you want to have us podcast. back, absolutely under no circumstances should you bring up 
chairs in bedrooms or coffee machines on coffee on bloody bedside tables. A few people tweeted you, Mish, and they tagged the book, book cheat account in there with photos of their chairs in their bedrooms. Did they? I never saw those. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to use Twitter, Mish. Oh, I don't use Twitter enough. Yeah, that's the problem. I must that's say, I think amazing. that's I think very so funny. funny. Like you did reply to one saying, "How do you close the door?" <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did see one. I did see one. Made me laugh. Made me laugh a lot. Love that. It's people. I love people taking it personally and being like, "No, my chair's good. Here it is." <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If I'm ever rich, I'm gonna put two chairs in my fucking bedroom, Mish. <laughs> Just to fucking spite you. <laughs> I'd hate it. I would hate it. <laughs> Stop it. But I'm not going to be rich because I do comedy. Yeah, that's why um, I'm not. That's why I'm not fighting you on this because it's never going to be a reality. It's anyway. never going to happen. Oh my god. Oh my god. It never happens. If you're listening here and you're considering a career in comedy, yeah, then money never comes. Yeah. Still waiting on that sweet dollar. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I thought the money would have come about two years ago in my career. Mm. It doesn't come. <laughs> yeah, it never comes. Although I'm... I still love to do bad maths. I know people do bad maths on me, and they go, "I mean, you look at how many tickets they sold," and then they're like, "He must be a millionaire." It's like, "No, I'm not." Yeah. But then I still do that with like Will Anderson. I'm still like, "He must be a billion yeah, trillionaire." <laughs> <laughs> I know that the maths at me is wrong, but I just do it the other way. He's got a better deal than you. (laughs) Yeah, I reckon. I mean, I reckon. I remember my mum was like, how's your podcast going? How's Leguizamarama going? I'm like, it's actually doing really well. Like, it's starting, like, we joke about how it's not getting a lot of listenership but no there's quite a few people who listen to it now and mum was my mum was like oh that's great does that mean that you might be able to stop um your office job or stop your administrative job soon and i was like i uh, know <laughs> like, absolutely no mum um when i say it's doing well i mean zach and i can shout each other a coffee at the end of the month like no i can't stop my life <laughs> And live in a house with two chairs in my bedroom. That's not how this works. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. Well, shall we talk about a book? Yes. Why we're here. Possibly my most topical entry ever into the the Book Cheat podcast. Because on Thursday morning, I learnt of the passing of one of children's literature's giants. Eric Carle, most famous for writing The Very Hungry Caterpillar, who uh, passed last week at 91 years old. Wow, he got old. Yeah, he did. He uh, had a very long life. But now earlier in May, some people may have heard the episode, others not. uh, You both came on Book Cheats to talk about Camus' The Stranger. What a thrill. Mm -hmm. Which I believe was my longest episode ever. (laughs) Sorry about that. I loved it. I said it's quite a short book. I just want to say very quickly before um, <laughs> D- Dave started recording, I was like, this is a mini episode, right? This is a mini episode. And he's like, yeah, it's a small one. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll but see about that. We haven't even gotten to the book yet. Yeah. Well, I have a theory. The shorter the book, the longer the Mission Zach yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I'll get you on for War and Peace. It will go for about half an hour. We'll be done and dusted. It'll be great. <laughs> There was some war, there was some peace, and we're done. <laughs> whatever. But because... <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> because last episode was, you know, 
It was a long one. We joked that next time you come on, we would read through the Very Hungry Caterpillar together and do a short episode. And that a few people, like I said, tweeted. It's nice to hear that some people messaged Mish as well. And um, who are we to disappoint them, especially with Eric Carl back in the news? Mm. Love you, Eric. So I thought we could uh, go through the Very Hungry Caterpillar together. Do you guys, when you were growing up, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, first published what year? in 1969. Did you guys grow up reading it? I'm surprised it was published so early. I thought it was would have been published in the 80s or something because I there was not a friend of mine in grade two or below that didn't have this book. It is. Everyone had this yeah. book. It's like, and it's also the standard present to give. Is this when you were in grade two, or do you have friends now in grade <laughs> I two? I knew, I five? knew you I were going to clarify. <laughs> I knew you were going to pull me up on that. As, as soon as I finished the sentence, I was like, "And let's just cruise over what I just said." <laughs> when I, when I was in grade two, in yeah, kindergarten yeah. prep one and two, those year yeah. levels of my life, I uh-huh. everyone I knew had this book. And like, yeah. ev- like everyone, you could have had hard copy, soft copy. And now I'm 33 years old. This is very much the era of um, baby showers for me in my life. And this mm. is a good present for a baby shower. Great present. What a stupid thing a baby shower is. <laughs> to, but like that, it's a, it's everyone loves this book. And uh, it's a huge seller. It sold almost 50 million copies worldwide which is uh, said to be one per minute since it was released. And it's still a huge seller. Wow. Whoa. So it turns out the money's not that in comedy. Sense. It's in uh, illustrating and writing children's picture oh, books. Is he we Australian? all knew that. <laughs> Pardon? No, German-American. Oh, is he German? He's a German-American. Oh. Now, right. I say that with the confidence of a man who's always known that, but I definitely did a little Google as we were talking. <laughs> of course talking. you did. Just in case. <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> I just thought I'd jump in and like be like, Dave doesn't know everything. But now I feel like a piece of shit. That's his job to do the Googling and our job to be funny. And I'm, I'm so sorry, Dave. Hey, no, I, I, was a good, I wasn't going to cover his uh, German heritage. So thank you for bringing that to us. I can't believe one of our teachers at acting school thought you were a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's very traumatic for me, Mish. <laughs> Oh, back off! <laughs> so, uh, so he actually he illustrated uh, most of the books he wrote, which was about seventy, and um, all up he sold one hundred and forty-five million copies of his books before he died. So that's insane, amazing. I'm sorry, I just got to say, I I never read The Very Hungry Caterpillar when I was grade two. I was um, already reading Camus. So <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Please. No, that's not true. I love The Very Hungry Caterpillar. It's a great book. Do you remember what the first book was that you read yourself? Ooh. Because mm. I do. Mine was The Twits by Roald Dahl. Oh, another great. Great, oh, classic, classic book. Have you done any Roald Dahl? Uh, no, I haven't done Roald Dahl. We did a report on his life on Do Go On, and I wish I hadn't heard about it, to be honest. Oh, really? He wasn't the greatest guy. Oh no! Sorry, he's a bit of a no. Grump, that's okay, wasn't he? Bit grump. Oh, and he was also a little racist. Yeah, a little anti-Semitic. Quite. So oh no! I'm sorry to say. Yes, I was a yeah. bit surprised too. Oh god yeah, damn it, sorry. rolled, Rob. But still, god I do like the twits. Rolled. I did grow up reading the twits as well. The twits is great. Love, 
Love a bit of prank. Love a prank. Yeah. Um, I also remember the first book I read. I read um, Ulysses by James <laughs> Joyce. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're so you're so smart. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. 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 I guess I read that. Um, no, no, I can't remember the book I read. I remember reading books. I loved Animorphs. I, I have a very, it, it wasn't Animorphs. I was a big fan of like Raoul Dahl and everything before that. But like, I remember in like grade four, maybe, um, a friend of mine, Tom was like, oh man, you got to read Animorphs. It's not for our age group because all the main characters are teenagers, um, which makes me assume it's for teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but you know, it's really cool. It's about yurks and anim- oh, people morph into animals. I about yurks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so I still have very fond memories of animorphs. Uh, particularly that. Particularly the fact that like the biggest draw card was that the characters were teenagers. And I've since mm. heard that's a bit of a thing in young adult fiction. Always. Whoever your target demographic is, always make the characters a couple of years older than that because then, like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, cool, I'm reading that. Did either of you guys get into Judy Bloom? No. no what okay. Judy Bloom. Judy, Judy Bloom was massive in the States, um, a massive preteen writer. She wrote about, like, she also wrote for kids as well, but she wrote a lot of books, like, targeted at. 10 to 13 year old girls about stuff like getting your period and kissing boys and like you know she wrote are you there god it's me margaret oh okay yes i do know that one that's the one i know she also wrote this book called forever by judy bloom and it was a, a story of two 16 year olds a boy and a girl who fall in love have sex their relationship and then they break up so it's like the trajectory of like a high school relationship and it was huge, and I believe it was published in the late 70s. It's called Forever, and it was massive in mm. the 80s. And then I somehow got my hands, because I read Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, or some bullshit. She also wrote a bunch of books called Super Fudge. Anyway, <laughs> I got my hands on this book called Forever, and it was a, it's so good. I'm pretty sure I kept it just because it's so good. It's talking about stuff like sex and STDs and it's very ahead of its time because it's very open about it, targeted at young teenagers. But it's just stuff like, hey, baby, you look sad. No, I'm not sad. He's like, well, you look sad. And she's like, oh, the reason I'm sad is because I've got VD. And he's like, what do you mean? What's VD? She's like, oh, it's a sexually transmitted disease, you see. Totally curable, but oh, it's such a drag. And then he's like, should I be concerned? She's like... Not at all. Once I'm treated for my VD, everything's going to be fine. And he's like, that's good. And it's like, so that later that day, I went and got myself treated for VD so that I could kiss Michael whenever I wanted. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's exactly like people talk. It's really cool. Mm. Sorry? Exactly like people talk. Exactly. It's so good. She seems very cool. Like, she seems very cool for, to be writing, like, young yeah. adult fiction like this in that time. Exactly. Like, that's pretty it was, baller. And I, and I read it, I think, when I was probably around about 12. And I think what my point was, I think it's targeted at, like, 12-year-olds, but they use 16-year-olds as, yeah. like, the, this is going to be you in four years, five years. You know what I mean? 
Hunchsen. Yeah, Hunchsen. If anyone out there has read Forever by Judy Bloom, hit me up because it's dated now, but fuck, what a classic. <laughs> I'd love to write a young adult fiction book, but apparently the scene is very toxic. I don't know a lot, but I've just heard, I, don't, I really don't know a lot, but I think like the young adult author scene on Twitter and everything is a very full on sort of world and mm. if you're not ready to like take it on it's it's very toxic but i i've i've heard that in passing please don't quote me on that mm. would you ever write a young adult book dave um oh, i mean they're definitely the most fun ones aren't they like growing yeah. up mm. i loved all that sort of uh Goosebumps and all the knockoffs of that. Oh, and how then, good was Goosebumps? Oh, loved it. How good was it when so good. Goosebumps released Choose Your Own Adventures? Oh, my absolute yeah. favourites. Absolute oh. favourites. And then you'd like have it open, you go, Oh, I'll just skip ahead to that bit. Oh no, I didn't mean to choose that option because you die. Yep, but every go, time. No, I didn't mean that. Didn't mean it. Yep. Every time. I want to read it. I'd I'd read one of those again for sure. I gotta say, I don't like no matter where my career is, like if my career just like doesn't matter where it is, like what's happening, like what my whole shtick is. If my agent called me tomorrow and said, hey, there's something to do with like goosebumps or some, actually more something to do with animorphs, would you like to be involved? I'd be like, yes, drop everything. I want to be in the animorphs reboot for CW. <laughs> you quit like, everything to 100%. be, be Tobias. I'll quit. I will kill... Uh, Mish, I'll kill Auntie Donna. <laughs> I will get me on this weird CW reboot of Animorphs where I play one of their dads. Yeah, fuck yeah. For like half a season, and then I die because a yerk goes into my brain, <laughs> and then oh, no. like I meant, yep. like an andalite has to kill me, and then <laughs> it made me scared to answer the telephone at home because a yerk might be in there to crawl into my ear. I never watched Animorphs. I've got no idea what either of you are talking about. So what happens <laughs> oh, is no. um, there's yurks and yurks are these evil slugs that that go into your ear and they take over the town and basically all the adults in the town have had yurks crawl into their ears and it's like it's like this secret invasion of of the world um, and then there's this uh, creature called an Andalite I believe. And um, you can learn more about that in the spin-off book, The Andalite Chronicles. <laughs> and the Andalites are like centaurs, purple centaurs with like googly eyes. And they have an ability to morph into anything they touch. And this Andalite comes down to earth and then tells the teens of this town, five teens, um, you have to stop the Yerks and then gifts them the ability to morph into animals. But here's the catch. If you you have to touch the animal to be able to morph into it, can't just morph into any animal you've seen. You have to touch it. So you want to be a tiger, you got to go to the zoo, touch the. But if you stay in the animal for more than two hours, you're trapped. And their best friend becomes an eagle in the first book, and then he's an eagle for the rest of the series. Zach, I have never listened to you less <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I thought you were going to say more. That was. The worst shit I've oh ever. Oh my god! I, I hated that. I I, I love you. I shit. love you more than most people. I, in my was, life. I think I did, Mish. If you can't handle that, then why are you coming on book cheat? That's what book yeah, cheat's all right. about. I'm here for the Tell very the hungry books. caterpillar. 
That's true. All right. That is fair. Yeah, if Dave fair, called me and said, what, if Dave called says. me and said, do you want to come on and do Animorphs? I'd say, you yeah, I'd, yes. I would have said yes. I would have said yes because I respect Dave and I enjoy both of your company. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, well, no lovely. problems. Thank but the good so thing much. is if you ever do ask me to come on and do Animorphs, I've still got no idea what it was about because <laughs> I didn't listen to a word that Sam just said. <laughs> so basically what happened no! is yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, but here's the, here's the <laughs> twist, Mish. I've openly said that if I'm ever in, like if I am e- ever get an opportunity. So there is going to be a time, I hope, in my life where you have to politely watch. I'd do it if you were in Some it. sort of Animorphs project <laughs> that I'm involved in. Great. I can't wait. Or listen wait. to my Animorphs podcast or, <laughs> oh, that'd be good, an Animorphs podcast. That's funny. I'd do that with you. <laughs> we haven't read it. Too bad for no, you. No, but you could tell me about them and I could just spend the yeah, whole time not good. listening. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty on board with an animal. Yeah, let's do an animorphs. Let's... That's a good Patreon idea. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, I'm not restricting that to Patreon. That's, That's gotta my be moneymaker sh- right there. <laughs> <Let it> fly <laughs> for a for a couple of dollars a month. No, it's gotta be out in the world to get them Uber Eats ad read monies. <laughs> Hey, before we talk about episode book five of the Andalite of the Animorphs, um, uh, we love Uber Eats. <laughs> I'm sorry if that clashes with like any sort of menu log reads you're currently doing. Dave. Yeah, that's that's really bad for for my business. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into Hungry Caterpillar. Please, <laughs> we've got it here. We've all got a uh, a digital copy open to to go through. And I thought the best way to convey this. Uh, in an audio experience, maybe I'll read out the text, and mm-hmm. maybe you two can uh, come together and describe what's going on in Eric Carl's fantastic illustrations to really bring it to life. Sure, yeah. Just be sure not to mention any like uh, chairs or coffee machines in bedrooms, <laughs> or else we'll be off topic. I have pretty quickly learnt my lesson. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. All right. All right, The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carl. Now we're looking at the cover we've here. Got a, beautiful stuff. We've got a very beautiful caterpillar. Uh, it's got cute little shoes and a, and a sun with a face that you can't really tell how it feels. <laughs> like it's um, burnt by I believe its it's painted in. Yeah. yeah, I believe it's painted in like a, like a watercolour. I'm, a I'm getting a collage vibe. Well, you know what's going to happen is Mish is going to describe the images while I research how he did the images on the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, okay. A bit of behind-the-scenes work. Carry on. Yeah. Let's keep going. All right, we've got up to page one. It all starts here. And oh, the shit. first line is... I, I jumped ahead. I jumped ahead. No, we're good. We're good. Well, now you know the end. <laughs> oh, He's no. not so hungry by the end. <laughs> ruined it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Well, the first line is, in the light of the moon, a little egg lay on a leaf. We see a leaf. We see a pretty underwhelming egg. <laughs> um, and a moon in the corner, much like the moon in Mighty Boosh. Oh, yes. Um, but less Noel Fielding and more what does genuinely look like watercolour. Um, it's very, it's very uh, cool, the moon. And I have to say, I love how unassuming that egg is. Uh, you know, it is a little egg. Yeah. I just want to say that. It's an unassuming egg. 
If it weren't for the title of the book, I wouldn't think much of that egg. No, I would think okay. that I would. That's an egg. It looks like a hole in the leaf. Yeah. Um, I'd be thinking this is a story about the leaf or maybe the moon, the cool hippie moon with a headband. It is a cool. Um, that, that's proof that it was made. This book came out in the 60s, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that moon went to Woodstock. That's a free loving moon if I've ever seen yeah. one. All right, the oh, next wow. page. Next page is, on Sunday morning, the warm sun came up and pop. Out of the egg came a tiny and very hungry caterpillar. All right, so we've got the unassuming, underwhelming egg. We then have something that looks like it's from PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> like an arrow that points to the same caterpillar on the front cover. The caterpillar is different shades of green with a big red head. And it has green eyes too. That, that. And then underneath that, this is a strange image to try and describe. Is this the from the book? Is this what it is in the book? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't remember this page. Cool. Does it look to you guys like, did you ever watch Burjo's catchphrase and they'd have something yes. and then a flashing arrow and you're trying to work out what? How good was baby oh. Burjo? Baby John. Oh. Baby John. What a great That's host. Right. What a great host. Do you remember when he got rid of his moustache though? No. Was that controversial at the time? Oh, no. fuck you, baby John. It was awful. <laughs> it was absolutely do you when, awful. Um, do you remember when uh, um, Burke... Don Burke shaved his beard. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> you, you know Don Burke. Burke's backyard. Burke's backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the man that got cancelled <laughs> very legitimately <laughs> come yes. out of that. because he was an awful <laughs> egomaniac. Yes, yes. He's come out of that. A bad, bad but, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. He 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 shaved his beard. And we should have known then. We should have known. Like Channel 9. Yeah, that's the point he should have gotten cancelled in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably um, could have... <laughs> not going to dig into the Don Burke stuff. Although I'm very comfortable saying, you know, I'm not a fan of Don Burke. <laughs> hey. This isn't one of those weird grey ones. I'm where glad you've like, covered that up, Zach, about... because I was worried for a second there that you didn't know that Don Burke had been cancelled. Oh, I no. was going to have to explain no, to you why you're... Like... Why you're idol is a piece of shit. <laughs> I felt very comfortable talking about Don Burke because there's certain certain ones where you're like, oh, don't bring that up because that could be contentious. I think we all agree, Don Burke, not a good guy. Nah. <laughs> no, right. just not good. Like, not a good guy. Not good. There's no, like, awkwardness here. <laughs> Don Burke, get out of here. <laughs> Speaking I of Don Burke. I was Jamie Jury. He's Give me Scotty Cam over Don Burr. Jamie Jury was in Manpower. He was. I mean, it's hot. Oh, yeah. Um, we've also got the caterpillar walking along on some dirt with a happy sun. It's looking nice. Well, the next page is he started to look for some food. <gasps> because and then there's a he... little sp- speech bubble saying, I'm so hungry. And it's just much of the same caterpillar with the pretty colourful circle background thingy. Um, but this, I feel like it's about to take off. I <laughs> oh, think this is this gonna... is this is yeah, this, this is, is the Titanic leaving. Like it's you know it's dock. No, docking is when you're coming. It's leaving. The anchor <laughs> has been pulled up. It's on its way out to sea. The caterpillar is hungry. I reckon he's gonna find something to chew on. Wow. Yeah, he's pretty hungry. It so all kicks off because you're absolutely right about the collage element, Mish. As well. it's it was collage? Co- it was collage. 
Well, well, I can't see. I can't, I'm struggling to find info on it, but I'm just looking at this image and he looks cut out. Like, yeah. like he has a sharp line and everything. So I'm going to say collage until I find out differently. Mm. Oh, I love that. Well, it all kicks off. Funny. This is just... The- mm. Because uh, the next page is, On Monday, he ate through one apple, but he was still hungry. And you can see that he did Feel eat a whole you, babe. apple. But I get it. Like, one apple, that's not going to do shit. <laughs> and and you, yeah. we will see this a fair bit. It's not like he's eaten the entire apple. He's eaten a small hole through yeah. the apple. He just ate through, through the apple. Mm. Ridiculous. I feel you, babe. It's also that's food. Mish is mad. Yeah, well, that's food wastage, isn't it? And I don't believe in that. Well, he's a caterpillar. I don't think he thinks that way. I think he just munches and crunches until he's through the other end. Yeah, but do you? But he is. But he's fucked that apple for anyone. Like, did you ever get an apple where a worm had gotten in? Yeah, 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 and I wouldn't eat that worm. But that's probably more on me, the human that is refusing to eat that apple. If I took a bite out of, it, out of an apple, the worm would have no issue eating that apple. So I'm the one being wasteful, not the worm. The worm's just sharing an apple with me. Fuck, yeah, okay. does that this was, make sense? What that I'm was saying? beautiful. Thank you. I like Thank that. Thank you so much. All the creatures on this earth, <laughs> on Mother Mother Earth's beautiful planet, want to share with us. We're the greedy ones. Throw down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling, you know, I start reading a 1960s book. I'm get, I'm getting hippie. It's getting... Yeah. <laughs> well, on um, Tuesday... I can't wait to see what he eats through next. On Tuesday as well. He ate through two pears, but he was oh, still hungry. The thing about pears is a good pear, in my opinion, is one of the best fruits. Oh. A good pear. Oh, a good okay. pair. I can back you. Yeah, but it is hard. It's one of the best. I didn't say the best, Zach. Don't fucking come for me. <laughs> um, but no, a good it's pair. A, this is we're purely in we're p- Mish right now. We are deeply in. Uh, uh, what, what's the opposite of objective? I'm having a mental blank. Subjective. Subjective. Subjective territory. Yeah. If you believe that a pair is good. Mm. That's your opinion. Thank you. If I believe that makes you an idiot, that's fine. <laughs> no, a good pair is so good, but it's hard to find a good pair. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I, 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 what I was going to say is I don't, I, I don't think I would ever buy a pair to bite into. Like I'm eating a pair, but pear, parmesan and rocket is probably my favorite salad. Oh, how good is that salad? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Yeah. Can't wait to see uh, so what the he... Cater- there's a caterpillar with two pears and two holes in it, if we're wondering what, oh, yeah. uh, what the image is. Well, on what Wednesday, he ate through three plums. Firstly, this is, starting to re- this is starting to remind me of like the weird detoxes my mum would do <laughs> in the early 90s. Every once in a while, I would say once every like three months, my mum would like only eat fruit for three days and then only eat vegetable soup for another three days. I'm assuming then just completely shit herself and then would just go back to eating the way she wanted to. But she must have read somewhere in like a woman's day or something, something Ida Buttrose threw at her, (laughs) that this was a really good diet or this was a really good detox for your body. So my mum would like only eat apples on one day and then only eat oranges on another day. 
and then spend the rest of the my... week eating veggie soup. And it's like th- this hungry little caterpillar is doing a Woman's Day 1992 <laughs> detox. <laughs> someone's on the yeah. Someone's on the uh, someone's on the CSIRO diet. Yeah. <laughs> I my uh, sister told me the other. I was like I, I don't know. I said something about like my fluctuating weight that I felt like a regular Oprah Winfrey circa 1993, <laughs> and um, it was in front of or it was near my nieces and nephews. And my sister was like, "Hey, just so you know." We don't do that anymore. It's a very strict thing that adults don't talk about weight and eating and dieting around children because they're very impressionable. And she said that. I was like, I thought two things instantly. One, that's absolutely correct. Fantastic rule. I love that. I'm going to live by that. I think that's great. Two, if that is the case and that's psychologically proven, we are going to be the most, we surely are the most fucked up generation because our parents love the Weight Watchers. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, they live for my that mom, shit. I went my entire life until adulthood having never eaten a focaccia because for some reason my mum thought focaccia was the devil's food. She's like, there's nothing worse in the world than a focaccia. So, like, if I was ever, like, if we were, like, out at a food court or something, like, let's get some lunch. She's like, oh, not a focaccia. It's like, well, I went my whole life without eating a focaccia. Oh, you've but missed obviously out. obviously, she read somewhere, like, some Weight Watchers shit, that, like, a focaccia was worth 400 points or some shit. I don't yeah, understand. <laughs> so, she's like, absolutely, we cannot eat focaccia. So I never had one until I was about 19 years old. I had a focaccia for the first time. And you and know you what? you missed the focaccia window. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I missed the whole, like, early noughties when focaccias were huge. Let me say, nothing beats a good focaccia. I watched, you know, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat on Netflix. Oh, my God, I know Mish so good. Does. Yeah. Dave, you seen no, that? No, what? Is it a cooking show? Mm. Yeah, it's a cooking show and it's this cool uh, sh- uh, cook and she, chef maybe, and she uh, believes that the four fundamentals of food is salt, fat, acid, and heat. If you in, you've got to include those four things. It like, it's um like, it's her ethos, and it's a fantastic way. It's like the opposite of it's. It's genuinely like once you watch that series, you um don't eat healthy anymore. Oh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's a great show. But she makes a focaccia in that. Where I was like, that is the best looking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just oil carb. Yeah, oh, so good. And it looks amazing. Uh, oil salt Have you ever carb. seen Jamie Oliver make a focaccia? No, I imagine it's great. Amazing. You just chuck it in your pizza oven. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm going to say, Mish. That focaccia, the type of focaccia you make now with like salty brine water and like an old Italian nonna, that was not the focaccia you missed out on. What you missed out on is a really dry thing with sun-dried tomatoes in it. Yeah, Um, It wasn't good. It wasn't a good era of focaccia. Focaccia Focaccia and uh, cappuccinos. That's like (laughs) in a food court. Mum, and then mum, maybe let's just, go get a muffin break. <laughs> mum did love a cappuccino. <laughs> love a cappuccino. Oh, Don't get me wrong. Just quickly, while we're on the plums, fun fact: prunes are plums. Dried plums. You love sprouting that. I love that fucking fact. That blew my mind hole. <laughs> that fact. That fact is like um, Spider Man. In the fact that Spider Man is both is in every like is both in Disney movies and Sony movies. That fact, I think, will appear in every podcast. 
Yeah, I will. I will <laughs> offer that up to whoever will listen. Plums are the Spider Man of podcasts. We we really are a discounted medium. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fact, though. Mm. It's a very good fact. What are other dried fruits? <laughs> raisins. Uh, sultan- raisins are, are grapes. grapes. Yeah, raisins are grapes. Let's. What are sultanas in? No, sultanas are grapes. Then what are raisins? Currants. What? I think raisins are raisins, aren't they? Oh, no, no, raisins is a dried thing. Let's move on to Thursday while he looks that up. Oh my good, there is a uh, Zach. There's an article called "Raisins versus Sultanas versus Currants." What's the difference? <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> oh well, there you go. They're all grapes. Huh. So, so I was right up until I used my piece of information to refute your piece of information. So I apologize, Mish. That's fine. I forgive you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, Dave here letting you know that this week's episode of Book Cheat is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Now, I've got to tell you that using the internet without ExpressVPN is a lot like using the toilet and not closing the door behind you. It's weird, it's impolite, and it is ill-advised. Mainly because internet service providers know every single website that you visit. And these service providers can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who can use that data to target you. Have you ever wondered why you Google sore feet and then suddenly you're getting ads for foot massages? It's like, piss off. My sore feet are between me and my podiatrist, Greg, who does a great job. But I don't need ISPs telling all these tech giants that I've got sore feet, okay? My tootsies are my business. Enter ExpressVPN, protecting me from this nightmare. What ExpressVPN does, it creates a secure sort of encrypted tunnel between me and the internet. So my online activity can't be seen by anyone. It's as simple as closing the bathroom door. I've got it on my laptop and on my phone. I've got an app on there. I click bang. I don't even know. Honestly, it's just on in the background. But what it does is protect my data. Chuck it on your phone, your laptop, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. And you can secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash bookcheat today. That's expressvpn.com slash bookcheat, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash bookcheat. And you can get an extra three months for free. One more time, go to expressvpn.com slash bookcheat. You do that whilst I go visit Greg about these fallen arches. All right, back to the pod. Are we all up to date with the story? Are we following what's happening to this caterpillar? He's eaten I'm ready three plums. I'm ready for Thursday. This is full on. Thursday, he ate through four strawberries, but he was still hungry. Can't believe it. Can't believe it after four whole strawberries. <laughs> or four. He needs to move four bites to something more protein rich. Yeah. Yeah, he, he ne- he's he clearly. Yeah, it's great you, that he's carb loading. He needs to get into. He, to, he needs to get into the chickpeas. You know what I mean? He needs to. He needs to. Go on. Just, 
No, just to just the, this. He's clearly needs something more with more sustenance. The carbs are great to like get those hunger pangs, just, but if you want something sustainable, he needs he needs to like get his it? macros a little more. How even. good will it be if on Friday he eats through? And on Friday he ate through five whey chocolate protein shakes. <laughs> And on Friday, he he tried fasting out. <laughs> on Friday, on Friday, he had a Weight Watchers bar, um, but nothing else because he's trying the five two. On Saturday, that's a funny. On, on Saturday, he went to F forty five. Oh my god! Did I'm some so circuit sorry, training. Can we please? Can we please publish a parody book that's the hungry, hungry caterpillar does the five two? Yes. <laughs> Yes, we can. <laughs> Two days of the week, he has a shake, a protein shake. <laughs> That's so funny. He just has a light salad with no dressing. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, they get to the end of the week and he has yeah, a, those he, four strawberries. He gets it at one cheat day and just eats so much shit. <laughs> Yeah, and then on Sunday he binged and cried all day. <laughs> and on Sunday he had fourteen sushis, some chocolate chip pancakes, and some of some tequila from the from the rocks place. <laughs> Can't wait to find out what he actually had on Friday though. On Friday, what do we reckon, guys? I reckon. Yeah, let's find well, out. I don't want to guess because I'm already looking and I'd be cheating. <laughs> well, if you guessed he ate through five oranges, but he was still hungry, you'd be correct. Yeah. The oranges, so there's five oh. oranges all with holes in them and they look a bit like apricots. Yeah, apricot and mm. apple. He, yeah, it's very... He he ate through the rind as well, which is like, this guy's a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking tank. Um, Here's a fun fact about me, a controversial fact, if you will. Oh, wow. My favourite kind of Danish is an apricot Danish. Oh. I'll give you that. I prefer a berry. Yeah, but, you but know, most people do. Yeah, you can yeah. have that. More berries for us. Yeah, you guys can have the berry ones. More, berries for, more berries for Dave and Zach. Yum. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Oh no! Do you want to go Harvey's? I'll have half a blue, like get a blueberry, a strawberry, oh. and then cut that down the middle. Now you're talking. Yeah, we got that. You can have your apricot, Mitch. No, oh, thank you. And then we'll all from split memory on. S- <laughs> from memory on Saturday, I think he eats watermelon. Well, we've had a lot of fruit so far. Uh, I'm looking again. I skipped oh. ahead. I've got to start trying to guess because that's a fun game to play, and I've got to stop skipping ahead. Um, no, he's, uh, I'm going to say, uh, he is not heeding my advice on a protein rich diet. He's going further down the carbs and just folding in some Oh my God. Is this when he, is this when he starts to binge? Yeah. He's gone straight he's to cheat day oh. on Saturday. Fuck yeah. This is, this is when four year old Mish could start to relate to this little green yeah. cunt. Yeah. Let's Plum. go. <laughs> Oranges. What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh yes. Roast cheeky dinner. <laughs> Let's go. Chicken nuggets and chippies. <laughs> On Saturday, he ate through a chicken nugget. <laughs> what? On Saturday, he just put the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on in the background <laughs> and ate one and a half bags of Doritos. <laughs> it kind of blacked out. Blacked out. Went, Where are the Doritos? Oh, I ate them. <laughs> 
Uh, good times. But no, what did he eat on Saturday, Dave? A lot of fruit here, but on Saturday he ate through one piece of chocolate cake. Yum, yum. Now, we've, we've dropped the... Uh, but he wasn't full. We've just got a comma there. So this is the start of like a list almost. This is the start of binge eating. Yeah. Because he ate one piece of chocolate cake. Okay. Comma. Next slide. It looks like a black forest. Oh, it looks good, doesn't yeah. it? For the, in the there's a, there's, yeah, there's a cherry, cherry on top, top, but he's ignored that. He's over fruit. He doesn't want any more fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next page. What, what next did he One eat? ice cream cone. This ice cream, this, what is it? What flavor is this? Boysenberry? This is, this is I'm think, uh, I was thinking at strawberry, or even um, I remember once I had a dish at Movida um, <laughs> that had a tomato sorbet. Okay. So I perhaps it was that. That might be what this is, to be honest. I think he ate through one Movida. I have Movida no idea ice why that teacher cream. thought I was a wanker. <laughs> I have no idea. One tomato I wish ice cream, said, please. <laughs> One Movida ice cream cone. Well, it was a tomato sorbet. It was served on a on a, a, toast, a little toast, a little piece of toast mm. with a sardine. <laughs> Yum. Yum. All right. So one ice cream cone. To me, it looks possibly like a like a bubble gum. Did you have a classic bubble gum when you were a uh, kid? Yeah. Bubble gum oh, is yeah, blue, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I reckon sometimes it can be no, a pinky pink. as well. It's often um, a pink. Yeah. Not my um, favorite. It's ice cream got a choice. rich red. I think it's a strawberry. I'd put money on a strawberry, <laughs> and it's got like pieces of like ma- macerated strawberry in there. Yum. Like it's got big chunks of strawberry. Yeah. Strawberry ice cream yum. is it's hard to beat. It's very good. Yeah, a good, good strawberry is yeah, one of the best. strawberry ice cream. Mm. I uh, there's a YouTube channel where uh, an ice cream expert tries expensive and cheap. Oh, it's it's a YouTube series where different experts try the cheap and expensive and guess which is which. And then because they're experts, they're always right. Which is like, well, this one tastes bad and this one tastes g- good. So the good one is more expensive. And they're like, you're correct. And they're like, yes. <laughs> and there's a straw. There's <laughs> an ice cream expert on it, and she says that strawberry is really hard because there's such a high liquid content. It's hard to not make it like granularly and icy. Oh. So it's a real it's a real test of a great um, ice cream maker. Well, I reckon I our caterpillars got pretty high standards, so probably gone to one of the best. I also love, I'll say, the hole punch through. Um, they got a really great taste of both the ice cream and the and cone. The cone. Mm. The hole, it's a really well-placed hole. Good ratio. Mm. Mm. It would be very cold mm. for a caterpillar to crawl through that top ice cream layer. Yeah, but he's all mm. warm from all that eating. Yeah, all right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the mm. the list continues. We are binging now. One pickle, it says. I love a pickle. I love a pickle. Here for that. Miss, you ever been to Disneyland? Yes. Dave, you, you've, you've talked about Disneyland. On your uh, yes, podcast. as a child, I went to a Disneyland. Uh, same. Um, they have at the shops at Disneyland, particularly in Adventureland, you can just buy a whole pickle. Yeah, I love that. And just munch on that pickle in line. So you can be in line to go on an adventure and help. You can help Indiana Jones. You go into the With temple a pickle. and you help Indiana Jones. And he's like, quickly help me. But it, you, in, you can eat <laughs> a whole pickle in the line. Wait a second, Indy, I'm eating a pickle. <laughs> One second. So yeah, like uh, like John Reese Davies is there. Like, make sure you put on your seatbelt. And you're like, oh shit, I gotta finish my got, pickle. John, I've got a pickle. <laughs> oh, you've got to put on your seatbelt. It's like, oh no, I'm only halfway through my pickle. We're only at John Reese Davies telling me to put on a seatbelt. <laughs> 
Oh, good times. All right, the list, the list continues. The next one is one slice of Swiss cheese. This is a funny image because Swiss cheese has holes in it already. Uh, and he's eaten mm. another hole through the Swiss cheese. Very clever. Bit of bit of German humour there for you. <laughs> <laughs> the holes, though, are of a different nature. The, the, he's painted in the holes, whereas obviously the caterpillar's hole is a sharp, harsh-edged s- hole. Yeah, look at We know which hole is the caterpillar's hole, or do we? You know, that's what I'm saying. We like to think we do. Or do we? Mm. We like to think we do. Um, but yes, a really humorous image. Um, and may I say, I really love how he's painted the rind. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's, oh, that's yeah, attention no, that's to nice. detail. Although overall, I think this looks more like a Parmesan than a uh, Swiss cheese. That rich ombre tone (laughs) makes me... (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Swiss cheese, I think, is generally a one-tone kind of cheese. And this has multiple layers to it. Yeah, Um, It does very much look like a Parmigiano-Reggiano, I believe. Oh, that's a Reggiano. (laughs) No! And you would cut off that rind and you would put it in a soup to get a delicious Parmigiana Reggiana flavour throughout your soup. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, uh, Parmesan or Swiss cheese, all I'm going to say is it looks very tasty and I'm getting pretty jealous of this here caterpillar. I know, ticking off a lot of good foods. But if you thought this caterpillar was a vegetarian, you'd be wrong. Love he's this. he's just hit up the deli. This. He's got the cheese. He's got the salami. Salami, I I can't imagine was a very big thing in '69. <laughs> um, also, in I Europe. think this looks more like a Polish sausage. It looks uh, more like a cabana. Um, <laughs> it looks less Italian and may I say more German. If you had not told me he was a German American, Zach, I wouldn't have picked up on this. I reckon it looks like cabana. Like the kind you would cabana get. It has energy. a cabana energy. It's it's got it's got uh, you know a salami. I think has a rougher textured edge, um, whereas this oh. has more of a the smooth taut sausage skin of a cabana. Yeah. I absolutely agree yeah. with you there, Mish. Can I? I just say I've been very happy with the how the caterpillar's been eating so far. But with this, it says one slice of salami. There are three slices. At the bottom here that have been cut off, but the caterpillars ignored those and gone up into the rest of the sausage, thus ruining it for everyone else. Well, that was my theory, but Zach reckons he's trying to share it with everyone. No. No, he's fucked the salami is what he's done. Yeah, this one, this is a greedy caterpillar. I was talking more about the worms of the world. This particular caterpillar. Greedy greedy little cunt. Greedy little (laughs) caterpillar. Well, the caterpillar... Bit of a sweet tooth because next up is one lollipop. They're hard to chew through. Oh, so burrowing through. He's gone through the stick as well. Yeah, wow. From the looks of it. Or maybe just around the stick. Um, there's a condition and I've forgotten what it's called, but it's an excessive need to chew and people end up chewing things like wood. Dogs get it a lot. They chew things like <laughs> wood and dirt. And I think this caterpillar, I think the caterpillar got a bit of that. Mm. All right. Yeah. Now this next this next food, this this speaks to me. It's one piece of cherry pie. Oh, I love very pie. Keen, very keen on any pie related foods. Oh, I love a pie. sweet or otherwise. Oh, Dave, you're, so, you mm. proper love a pie too, don't you? 
Oh, You've done lava shows pie. about pies. This is also my favourite yeah. picture so far. The cherries are really cute. It's really, really like, yeah, it's, it's a little a little less naturalistic, a little more um, representative, like a little more like, you know, the cherries evoke cherries. I, I love it. I'm a huge fan of it too, Mish. Yeah. I'm with you on this all the way. All the way. Baby. Beautiful but image where's of the hole pie. that he chewed through? Where's yeah, I was going to say, has the caterpillar eaten anything here? I think that maybe this is like an issue with the like the what the online digital version we're looking at. Oh. Right. Are we at the end? Surely cuz I don't know. I just know there is a hole there in the, in the real book surely. There would have to be. There would have to be. Yeah, everything else got a hole. The book, yeah. I trust that there's a hole in the book. I think it's a printing error. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me though. What do I no, know? I hear that. I'm just the, you know, Ever had a slice of cheese on a pie? That's a thing they do in America sometimes. I have, yes. It, yeah, cheese melted over the top. Yeah. Mm. Was it good, Mish? Um, yeah, no, it was yummy. Uh, ow, my dad was an American, so I got a lot of that kind of shit. I lived in the states for a little bit, so when I was younger, I got a lot of those kind of traditional bits and pieces. And I did have a piece of cheese over it. I believe it was a cherry pie, and cherry pie is one of my favorites. I love pie. I'm a big pie person. Love I, that. This is music to my ears. I don't like go like I have really enjoyed being home for a long time. I I often toured a lot for my work, as 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 many of us here do in this conversation. Um, but I've really enjoyed being home. The thing I miss more than anything is the food in America. I miss cherry pie. I miss Jewish food. I miss like Jewish deli food. Like you can't get a good Reuben here in Australia. You can't, there's, there's some pie places that are okay, but I really miss like American food. I miss diners, like proper oh. breakfast diners where they like give you coffee on tap and um, oh, home fries for breakfast. That's not a thing here. Oh my Just God. fried yeah, potatoes no. for breakfast. D- delis as well oh. like there's like uh there's like um i just i could go like a deli oh my god yeah so good piece of pie a la mode you know what i'm saying <laughs> i get you are we all getting really hungry i'm so hungry podcast? i'm literally just yeah. as you said that i was like <laughs> say we finish this in like 15 20 minutes i'm go- so I, re- I, could go get some I could get some food still oh yeah <laughs> i'm so hungry that's so funny what's next uh, you're going to love the next one. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I feel like the Caterpillar has no respect for like a, a meal dessert order because we're back to one sausage. Much like the salami. Yeah. This looks also, like this yeah. looks like a little boy. Mm, oh, which little is what Australians wiener. call cocktail wieners. Yeah. And um, funny story, like uh, I was talking to someone once in the US and it was like, I do not believe that you call them little boys. I was like, that's not a word of a lie. And they're like, I, this, I do not believe it. Oh, but we do. And then, but then I, there was an Australian that I was with and I was like, we call, and they were like, no, I've never called it that. I call them like cocktail franks. Mm. And I was like, oh no. Maybe it was no, just they're my called little boys. psycho family. No, mine too. No, don't worry. No. My dad said it as well, and I always thought it was really weird. Yeah. 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 And I think you've probably got a few American UK listeners right now that are like, okay, that's odd. That's an odd little Australian yeah, yeah. there. 
Um, little sausage in the red skin. Little boy. I also am mad at the caterpillar because um, he's already had a slice of sausage. Salami is a sausage. Yeah. To, to Doubling up. To say, to define the salami as salami and then this is just sausage. What kind of sausage? You yeah. know, I, I think I it's want a some little dates. unfair. Uh, and, and then Me he too. ate through a pork and veal sausage. Yeah. For example. <laughs> he ate through a lamb and honey sausage. Ew. <laughs> lamb and rosemary. Yeah, yum. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, next uh, up is. Yeah. Oh. oh, sorry. One cupcake. No, 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 Again, no sorry, flavor specified. It? One cupcake. Oh, it's 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were big for a bit there, Massive. They? Do you remember when there was like, and then little cupcakes and cupcake queens and all these cupcake stores were all the rage. It went from, I remember it was smoothies, like the boost juices and stuff like that, yeah. into cupcakes. It was like this weird thing. All these smoothie shops opened and then all these cupcake stores opened and the smoothie shops shut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I remember that. Hunting. I was reading about the first place in New York that really did the cupcake thing and apparently it was in Sex and the City and they opened in 1994. They were a little bakery and I was like, and they're like, yeah, they were doing cupcakes in 1994 and I was like, it took 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think by the time we were like, hey, have you heard about cupcakes? Like the Americans could have called us and been like, no, we tried it. it we realized it's silly. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you shouldn't spend that much on a cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> like don't do it I feel like Remember if I was pre- too Oh yes, donuts were huge Yeah that was recent too That was like what five years yeah, ago And that was like And then they went under And everyone was like What the place that charges $10 for one donut went under yeah, That's some bullshit <laughs> What <laughs> That wasn't a viable business model <laughs> What, what do you think the next one's going to be? Do you reckon it could be uh, Little Boys could make a big comeback? <laughs> I reckon... Oh, how good I would it be? Go, I think we're going to get to pizza. I remember there being... Oh, wait, pizza, are you talking I about think. trends or are we talking about the book? Oh, next up, that the Caterpillar mm-hmm. Eats is what I thought. But do you, do you, do you Oh, I, th- I meant trends, but yeah, yeah. Well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. What's another trend? Well, just... Uh, I don't know. I have no idea with the trends. I'm not a mm. trend spotter. Do you remember when that Something. trend came for giant burgers? Like burgers with like layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. That was a fucking mm. intense oh, yeah. trend. Yeah. yeah. 15 patties. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wonder what the next trend will be. Like what's something for... It's got to be something like cupcakes or like... Soup? Something like that, you know. Soup? <laughs> nah. No, no one gets soup. that excited for soup. Crepes? Yeah, crepes are due for like a, a real... Yeah, reboot. I mean, they've always been kind... But did they ever like like crepe. go away enough? They've always been around. What about slice? What about like a... A hedgehog slices? slice? I reckon that would be a pretty cool shop. It's like It's like you come in and there's just slices, you know, but they're massive slices and you're, the bench is like slices and you just go, I'll have a piece of that slice. Oh, and it's yum. just like a big, massive, 
Yeah, there's so, I'm so hungry. This is so oh. bad. I'm so hungry. I love this. I I'm all for this. I love a jelly slice. Oh my god! My favorite thing from a bakery, gonna, like a country bakery, outside a pie, is a jelly slice. My partner is in the other room. Enough. I'm going to message him and tell him to have food for me in ten minutes. Yeah, good, good move, good move. Thanks. Um, I love. Do you know what I love on top of a? I love a homemade jelly slice. My favorite mm. thing from bakeries is an not an apple turnover. Uh, maybe an apple turnover. Is that the... What's the round one? Yeah, that's, that's the round one, yeah. And maybe it's called apple cake, yeah. Yeah, it's got a little white icing on the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what right. I'm talking about. The apple cake with white icing on yeah, top. Yeah, you get like them from apple, like, they're like, like $2.50 down the bakery. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're always next to the vanilla slices, but they never get a look in like the vanilla slice does. A meat pie, a strawberry milk, yep. and an apple oh. cake oh. icing situation. <laughs> what? A, oh my what gosh. a meal! Sign me up. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be eating all night. I will be eating all What's night. What's next? Can we get through this? <laughs> okay, waste here we go. Away. <laughs> the binge is at an end here. The next line is, and one slice of watermelon. That ah. night, he had a stomach ache. He looks very ill. He looks fucking cool. Yeah, he looks fucked. He looks like he looks like me after a binge. Yeah. Actually, he looks like me at the start of a binge. Yeah. He looks sad. I, actually, yeah. I can't even, can't even make out his face. He looks sad and dead behind See, the See, I'm always happy before I binge because I know, because I love food so much. So he looks like me at the end of a binge and I was like, oh, what, I forgot about this part. What have yeah, I done? He looks like me scrolling through Uber Eats going fucking... Send me a large halal snack pack right now. <laughs> it's 2am right. and he's not in a good way. Yeah. So no, feeling he's, sick. He's not looking mm. good. The next page is the very hungry caterpillar then ate through one green leaf. He started to feel good. better. Oh, that's good. Medicinal that's good. purposes. And, and a little more like, you know, that's what a caterpillar should be eating. Mm. Not that processed junk. Yeah, that's right. Don't eat sausage. (laughs) Don't eat sausage. Or just try to balance it out. If you're eating two kinds of sausage, (laughs) one salami, the other sausage. um, (laughs) Little boy. If you're doing that, make sure you balance that out with a bit of a green leaf. Yeah, exactly. We do that too. We eat green leaves here, us humans. We just call it lettuce. That's right. Well, now the caterpillar was no longer small. He was a big, fat caterpillar. What a thick queen bitch. We've got the little caterpillar and then we have this curvaceous, delicious thing after binge eating. I know you're sad, honey, but you're going to be fine. (laughs) You know what? Everyone's thinking that caterpillar's eating too much. I think the caterpillar's bulking and I am excited to see the (laughs) shred. He's going to (laughs) shred. This is, I can't wait to the next page. It's like, and then he hit the gym. <laughs> oh, no, he turned himself. No, well, here's the thing. He's been hitting the gym the whole time. He's bulking, but he's about to eat nothing but egg whites and protein shakes. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's in competition in eight weeks' That's time. That's right. <laughs> and he's got, he's got the caterpillar. on Tuesday at, from four to six, he has posing class. And then seven to eight, he is hitting the solarium. (laughs) Well, there's only two pages left. Where will this story go? I 
love it. I'm so excited. I love this book. I've gone on to the next page and I'm ready to discuss this image. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the description. Uh, he built a small house called a cocoon around himself. He stayed inside for more than two weeks. Then he nibbled a small hole in the cocoon, pushed his way out and... So he turned, dot, he dot, turned dot. himself into a joint. It's <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so funny. Yeah, yeah. Do you know he turned himself you know into a big like, fat joint. Do you know how I know I'm like out of touch now? Mm. Like, you know how I'm like, you know what? Don't try too hard on TikTok. You're an old man now. Mm. Is I saw a slightly overcooked croissant. <laughs> Oh, Zach, bless you. <laughs> oh, bless you. I didn't see a joint. I saw a big croissant. To me, it looks like a joint or a poo. I was going to yeah, say, I, I saw a poo, poo that mm. poo you'd call a doctor about, you know? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm. Like too many, sh- too many too shades. Too many shades. And, yeah, it's too many yeah, shades. Like, In terms of like the like the, the thickness of it, I mean, it's a, that's yeah, a big it's shit. Just, it, for me, it's mainly the red element. Yeah, some blood that in that about. stool. Do you know what I think it looks like if we're talking shit? I reckon it looks like one like droplet, hard droplet of dog poo. You know when your dog hasn't drunk enough water and it's like a series of droplets? That's what I reckon it looks like. Nice. Hey, on another on a little aside, and then we will get to page twenty-three. Is there anything less dignified than a dog shitting? Oh. The person watching the dog shit, maybe. I was walking the. I was walking my dog today, and I looked across, and I saw this beautiful, beautiful Great Dane, like just like pure bred, like perfect specimen of a dog. I was like, this. You could see the lineage to wolves. This was a show dog, and it was it was at the end of a lead while his owner was looking away, and he was just doing like doing a shit. And he just was so sad. He was just like, what have I become? The shame. The shame. (laughs) My ancestor is a wolf. And here I am at the end of a lead, like, looking around, hoping no one eats me while I shit. Oh, bless. (laughs) I think a dog pooping is the funniest thing there is. I, I truly do. It's very funny. I can't wait to see what comes out of this cocoon. Right. Imagine if it was just the final the caterpillar. And he's still fat, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing you do will ever be worth it, kids. <laughs> well, there's a lesson for everyone. No, it is dot 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 out of the cocoon, a beautiful oh. butterfly. Yay. Oh. There's hope for us fat cunts out there. Oh. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. beautiful. The I transformation. Yeah, he's gorgeous. Yeah, he did so well. I want to be a 60s hippie. I want to be, you know, the kind of hippie that thinks just like, you know, that just thinks like independent theatre and like a veggie garden will change, change the, the world. world. Yeah. I want to be that kind of, like now it's so complicated. Now you're like... If you want to be a greenie, you've got to be like, we have to tr- convince the G8 to lead the global and the children of the future. Back then it was just like, we are going to build a little community and have a veggie garden. <laughs> and how lovely is that, though? <laughs> and we're going to uh, paint pictures and read The Very Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> I love them. I love that. I love this. It gives me that kind of vibe, yeah, this book. It's I so nice. how much it gives me that vibe. It's just so wholesome, really. Oh, I love it. It is. What a good book. It's very, very nice. Did you enjoy this, Dave? 
I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And usually we score the books out of five. Oh. I'm, I'm wondering what you guys would score. The Very Hungry Caterpillar. For the first time, you've actually read the book along That's with me. True. Usually I tell you about yeah. the book. Um, it was, that would have been fun. It was nostalgic for me. <laughs> I... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just obsessed with the idea of Dave being like... Uh, this book uh, from 1969 tells the story of a caterpillar. Now, this caterpillar I legitimately is thought very, about very summarizing angry. it. That would have been That's so really funny. funny. And it's longer than the book. Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> proceeds to eat a series of foods, initially fruits, such as uh, an apple and two pears. Uh, he also eats. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mish, you were giving your review. No, that was good. Um, I would give this out of five. I'm going to give it four and a half because I'm mad about the dub- doubling up of sausages and not respecting. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. There's so many food groups they could have used. Yeah. So I'll go with four and a half for me. Here's the twist. I never had a problem with the double sausage. I was just uh, planting that in Mish's brain so she would only give it four and a half. And then when I came in and gave it five, I would be the true hero. <laughs> <laughs> is that a full no, five? Uh, I did have an issue with the sausages, but I forgive him that. This book is a five out of five. I think we underestimate how wonderful and the art form that picture books can be. Uh, this book is fucking top notch. Mm. What a book. I will five say, out of five. And Dave, what's your score? Sorry. I'm also going to give it five, meaning it's probably the highest rated book I've ever covered between the three. Oh, people. that's great. Wow. Um, I will say that um, coming into uh, baby shower season, with all my friends, mm. um, I do buy books for the babies more often than not. And it has been so nice to reread or f- see books that I used to read as a kid. It's a really lovely thing to go do as you get older, to just kind of look back at the books that you loved so much as a kid. And this is one of them. I really liked this book as a kid and I'd forgotten about it. I knew he ate a lot of shit, got fat and then got pretty. <laughs> but <laughs> I forgot about I forgot about the butterfly thing. So mm. I was having uh, I was really like when we started moving that way, I'm like, oh yeah. Um I had I my mum was a librarian and she once had a kid that was really, really smart, a student that was really, really smart and read beyond her years. Like genuinely did read the sorts of books we were taught. She was reading like like the little she was reading like Ral Dahl when all her peers were reading like picture books. And um she started reading Spot, I think. Um you know, the big the giant dog Spot. And she yeah. was really loving picture books and to the point that her mum, I don't know if I'm meant to be sharing this story, but I, I'm withholding names. But her mum came to my mum and was like, I'm a bit worried. You know, she was so advanced for years, but she started reading picture books. And my mum was like, I still read picture books. Mm. I love picture books. They're, they're, they're their own art form. They're a beautiful thing. Um, and she was like, she can read both for all her 100%. life. 100%. And I thought, isn't that a beautiful yes. little story? I totally agree. My mum was also a uh, a children's librarian, so we had hey. lots of uh, picture books around growing up. Oh, there you go. And uh, yeah, Sean Tan's great. Do you remember that one looking through the book, like looking through the window? Yes. I don't think it had any words. Yeah. And it was incredible. It was like a, a idyllic countryside, and then it becomes the city, and it was all collage and. Mm. God, I gotta find that book. That was a good book, wasn't it, Mish? My, you remember? I it? remember it. My favorite was Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, uh, that was my one. favorite for it's sure. A good book. And then the film is a really beautiful mm-hmm. adaptation as well. Not really. That is an amazing adaptation because that was literally just like 
Like, uh, he just tricked the studio. He was like, hey, give me... People talk about Joker, but that is, like, the ultimate... Mm. Where the Wild Things Are is the ultimate, like, $200 million indie film. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just, like, a small little Catherine Keener starring indie film, Mm. but it has this massive budget. Mm -hmm. Filmed at the Docklands, fun fact. Get out of town! Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, good book. Five out of five. Good. Love five that. out of five. Absolutely acclaimed. And uh, thanks to everyone that did get in contact and said, hey, you should follow through with this silly idea and read through this book live on the show. So we did do that. Um, hopefully we all had a bit of fun here. I certainly did. Thank you so much for coming on. I loved on. it. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Always an absolute pleasure to have you uh, on, on the podcast. And we can hear you every week. Talking uh, fantastic actor, John Leguizamo movies, films, plays, all sorts of uh, things that he's been in uh, with uh, Mission Zach's Leguizamo-rama. We love also, John. <laughs> we love John Leguizamo. Also, when is this going out? Is this going out the week we recorded it? Uh, yes, I'll put it out this week, yeah. If all goes well. If we get out of this <laughs> lockdown. If Zach doesn't have COVID, we're coming to Sydney. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the dream? <laughs> there we are. We're still on sale, yeah. so book tickets now, and then we'll contact you for a refund. But we're coming to Sydney, check, and, and hopefully we'll know more by the time this comes out. So at Mission Zach, there'll be details, but we're going to be doing a screening of Mario Brothers, which is going to be really, oh, really fun. I'm so excited. It's awesome. That's going to be we did it in so Melbourne. much fun. Like, the most fun we've had. And if people want to check out Dave on our podcast, we released an episode with uh, with Dave called Executive Decision. And oh, a great one movie. of my one a of my favourite episodes that we've done. So funny. Oh, a great action romp and I had a great time talking about it with you. So thanks for having me on Thank there. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Well, that's it for another episode of Book Cheat. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks with another episode. But until then... I will say, as I always do, books forever! Thanks, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.